You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. As you're being seated there, you know, we, we, we have such a busy life and, and such a, an ongoing just pace that it, there's this breathless pace that we function in. Hey, Carrie, would you grab that for me really quickly, my pad? Just my pad is fine. Just my pad. Thank you. Appreciate that. We're in this pace of life that can, that can I'm going to leave it here, that can interfere with <clears throat> hearing and experiencing the presence of God. And uh, we, we felt like tonight we just wanted to slow down things, take a breath and experience the presence of God, especially as we're, we're leading up to Easter and all the activities that are going on with that. We wanted to prepare ourselves personally so that we personally can be prepared so that we can then go and invite others to experience the peace and the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. That's why we exist. And so I felt like I just had a little word of encouragement. We're going to jump right back into worship here. I just want to take a little break kind of halfway through and just kind of bring a word of encouragement to you. Um, it's something that the Lord had shown me just a few months ago. So this is very fresh. Um, and if you're a guest with us for the first time tonight, my name's Kelly Fellows. Thanks for being here tonight. I'm the senior pastor. Welcome. Uh, this is a, uh, a, a typical Saturday night, but an extended time of worship and praise. Here, here's what we got. At the beginning of the year for Refinery, we got a word from the Lord, and it had to do with being fruitful. A word that goes all the way back to the garden, all the way back to the beginning of time when God created humanity and the first command that he gave them was to be fruitful and multiply. And we found out over the last few weeks that uh, it wasn't just about having babies. You know, God was talking a lot more about than just reproduction, which we can interpret as being fruitful, which is an accurate thing, but it was more than that. It was about fruitfulness in our lives fruitfulness in our careers, fruitfulness in our relationship, fruitfulness in our minds, fruitfulness in our emotions, life. And it all started as we found out with the planting of seed. If you were here in January, we talked about planting good seed and from good seed comes good fruit. And then we spent some time talking about what it means, means to be rooted. And for a plant or a tree or a vine to produce good fruit, it's going to require good roots. And we brought in our, our avocado tree, our Hass avocado tree, and we use that as an example and an illustration. And if you haven't been with us and you don't know what we're talking about, just jump online, go to our website, wearerefinery.com. You can listen to the sermons there. You go to iTunes and search for Refinery Church. You'll hear our podcasts. Last week, I gave you a challenge. If you were here last week, I said, take a look at John chapter 15 because we want to get a little bit deeper into this aspect, this principle of being fruitful. And hopefully some of you did. You went home, I hope and pray that you went home and you read John chapter 15, the gospel of John chapter 15. Now, some of you may have gotten hung up right at the beginning because for many years, I got hung up right there at the beginning of John chapter 15. But I had some revelation a few months ago as I was reading through this book called The Secrets of the Vine by author Bruce Wilkinson. And Bruce gave some insight into this passage of scripture that I had not heard before. It was revelation to me. And it gave me a new understanding and a greater appreciation for what Jesus was saying. 
Let me explain first by reading John chapter 15, verses one through two, and we're gonna get back into worship. This is just a, a brief exhortation for you. But take a look at the screen. Let me read to you. These are the words of Jesus, and he says this. Matter of fact, let's all read it together and fill this atmosphere with God's word. Ready? Begin. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Don't worry about the other word. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now, immediately, you might start to see the tension. As a young Christian, I remember reading this passage of Scripture, and I got a little confused. Because I read this, and I went, so Jesus is the vine, and God the Father is the vine dresser, and every branch, and you read further on, I'm the branch that is in Jesus that does not bear fruit, he takes away. What does he do with it? I was confused as a young person. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Ooh, that sounds painful. And it can be. But recently, I, looked at this, I went back to the original language that this was written in. And this phrase, takes away, is actually a Greek word pronounced arrow like an arrow, as you would pronounce it, but it doesn't mean that arrow. Arrow has a broad meaning in English, and depending on the context that it's in, it can mean something different. So sometimes this word can be misunderstood if it's taken out of context. And when people are translating from one language to another, it's very important to understand the context so you can understand the spirit and the meaning behind the words, right? Now, I'm sure some of you are going, okay, Pastor Kelly, what, is this, what does this have to do with? Well, hold on a second, you're gonna see. Here's the, here's the basic meaning, the, the, the various meanings of this word arrow. Take a look. Arrow can equal to take away. It can also mean to cut off. It can also mean to take up. And it can also mean to lift up. You see how that can mean a few different things depending on what context it's in? You catching that? It's used in, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 14. The same word arrow is used when it was describing how the disciples were gathering all the extra bread and fish that had happened at the miracle when Jesus had fed the 5,000 men. Remember that story? Some of you probably remember it. He feeds 5,000 men and there were probably women there as well and kids. So we're looking at somewhere around 15,000 people. And it says that afterwards there was extra bread and fish. And they say that the disciples took up the 12 baskets. They arrowed the 12 baskets in Greek. They took up, they picked up those 12 baskets and they had the extra bread. Later on in Matthew chapter 27, this same word is used again when it was describing the spectator that was there witnessing the, the journey of Jesus Christ as he was preparing to be crucified, as he was carrying his cross down the Via della Rosa. And he was heading, making his way down. And it says that he stumbled and one of the Roman soldiers commanded a man by the name of Simon to take up the cross and follow Christ. That arrow word, you see, taking up. So depending on the context, it can mean a few different things. It depends on it. So why does it matter? Why bring this up today? 
because it's the context of John chapter 15 and the aspect of being fruitful in your life that it's important to understand what this is saying. Bruce Wilkinson, in his book, interviews a vine dresser. That's the old term. Nowadays, we call it a vintner. A vintner is one that cares for grapevines and, and, and works to grow these kinds of grapes. Take a look. Works very, very diligently to have these kinds of grapes. And the vintner is relating growing of grapes and the caring of grapes to this story. And a vine dresser says this, grapevines, this is what the vintner said, grapevines are different than fruit trees. Much like other fruit vines, the branches don't grow up because of the sensitivity and the fragileness of grapevines. Gravity draws brand new branches down towards the ground. And brand new branches have a tendency to trail down and grow along the ground due to the pull of gravity. Anybody ever tried to grow tomato plants, tomato vines? You've got to build them up, don't you? Because those vines will go to the ground. Same thing with grapevines. And what can happen is these, these branches can begin to go along the ground and the leaves get covered in dust and dirt. And then when there's, when there's water and rain, the dust and dirt can become mud, right? Well, you can imagine, as a result these leaves get coated in mud and the sun and the, the light and the oxygen can't get to the plant. So as a result, these vines become sick and they can't bear fruit. They become mold, the leaves become moldy and unproductive. So of course, Bruce, Bruce Wilkinson asked the question, so what, what does the vine dresser do? What do you do, vine dresser? Do you just cut off the branch, throw it away, and, and get a new one? He says, absolutely not. Those branches, those branches are too valuable to cut off. So Bruce Wilkinson said, well, what do you do? He says, we get buckets of water. And we go out and we begin to clean off the leaves with the, take the mud and the dirt and the dust off gently because they're weak. And then we take them after they've been cleaned off and we, we lift them up and we wrap them around a, cella, a trellis and we support them and so we suspend them so that they can get stronger and grow. And pretty soon they begin to bear fruit. You can see the trellises there if you look closely enough. Listen, that understanding gave me new insight into this passage of Scripture. It gave me greater appreciation for God's great love and care for us. I no longer imagine, because see, as a young man, I would read this. Some translations actually say that it cuts off, which is a mistranslation of this word. It's not to cut off. The New King James translation, I love that translation because it says to take up. Instead of imagining a God that's cutting me off because I'm not bearing fruit and saying, Kelly, you blew it. You blew it. You're out of here. What I see when I look at a vine dresser, a vintner, is a caring God who says, no, wait a minute. 
Kelly's hurting. And I need to lift Kelly up. And I need to wash him off. And I need to give him an opportunity to grow and to thrive and to be fruitful. Immediately, I imagined a loving God who desires for me to be fruitful. Cleaning me up. Building me up so that I can be who God's created me to be. The team can come on up if they'd like. See, that understanding gave me new insight. And I hope it gives you new insight. That God desires for you to be fruitful. Because listen, I interact with Christians all the time. And they're wishing their life was a fruitful life. They're saying, I want fruit in my life. I want fruit in my relationship. I want fruit in my, my career. And you said yes to Jesus. You're grafted into Jesus Christ. But you're going, man, I... I'm not seeing the fruit. I'm not seeing the fruit. Listen, like gravity acting on those vines, life's distractions and temptations can drag you down. The distractions can get your eyes off of the prize of Jesus Christ and pull you down into the dirt. The temptations can lead you to making decisions that is called sin, missing the mark. And that sin is like mud in our lives. And it keeps us from experiencing the light of Jesus Christ, the the fresh breath of God that can be breathed into us and cause us to be fruitful. Whether it's life's pressures and distractions or the temptations of sin that that you've succumbed to, there's good news. It's good news. We have a God that says if you're in Him and you're not bearing fruit, He wants to take you up. He wants to lift you up, not cut you off, not cut you out, not throw you away or abandon you. He wants to lift you up and cleanse you and see you be fruitful, see you be who he's created you to be and do what he's called you to do. It's what he's called each of us, this church to do. We're not hopeless We simply need to call out to him and invite the vine dresser to cleanse, cleanse us. I want to read a passage of scripture to you. I don't have it on the screen, but listen. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says this. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, and check this out, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the word of God. Did you hear it say, and God will forgive you, but he'll hold it against you. God will forgive you, but don't blow it again, because he's going to come back and he's going to say, whoa. He says, 
if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God wants to lift you up. He wants to lift us up. He wants to lift us up. What's keeping you down right now? What's keeping you from being fruitful? What's keeping you from experiencing that fruitfulness that God's called us to? Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's unforgiveness. You're holding on to something because somebody did you wrong. Let me tell you, unforgiveness festers like a a wound and it becomes infected and it can lead to bitterness. God, you know why Jesus says, forgive those who hurt you? So that you're free. So that you can be free. So that you can run and not walk. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe you're trapped in this cycle of gossiping and, and, and thinking, thinking ill of every single person you interact with and you're critical and you criticize and you're gossiping. The Bible calls that bearing false witness. God doesn't want you to do that because it's dishonoring to his creation. What God wants instead is maybe pray for them. Care for them the way he cares for you. Maybe it's self-pride. Maybe it's saying, you know what? I got this. I can do this myself. I don't need God. I can do it my way. And oftentimes, you know what God says? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and we find ourselves in the dirt and the mud. And we're going, what's going on? What's happening? God lovingly says, come on, let me lift you up. Let's clean that off. Let's clean that pride off. Come on. Come on. I want you to be fruitful. Maybe it's habitually lying so that you can be liked. This deep desire to be liked and accepted. And so you're habitually lying. So much so that you don't even know the truth anymore. You don't even know who you are. God wants to set you free from that. He wants you to know that he loves you. He thinks you're beautiful even if you don't think you're beautiful. Whatever the mud and the dirt is, Jesus wants to lift you up. He wants you to experience his abundance. So I want to do some business right now as we continue to worship. I think it's time to to get clean. You know, the health community has identified the number one way to keep from getting sick, catching a cold, or transferring disease is what? Wash Wash your hands. Interesting how the physical translates right to the spiritual. It's the same thing. God's saying, I just want to cleanse you up. You're feeling sick, feeling discouraged, you're feeling down, trodden in the mud. Let's get cleansed. Let's get cleansed. Let's not carry that any longer. Let's not carry it. And I'm going to start. 
And I'm going to invite you to do this. And then we're going to move into that time of giving God praise and glory. I'm going to ask Christina to sing a song over us. She's going to sing a song while we do business with God. And I'm going to start. I'm confessing, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, forgive me of pride. Forgive me of self-sufficiency that says, I got this, God. Too often, Lord God, I've been out in front of you. And I want to follow you. It's a scary place to be out in front of you, God. I don't want to be there. I want to be in the shadow of Jesus Christ. And so I confess the sin of self-pride. It is wrong. And I want to humbly come before you, Lord, and say I am fully dependent on Jesus Christ. Maybe you need to do some business right now. I'm going to let you do that right there with God. Where do you need God to cleanse you? The enemy, enemy of God wants to keep you in the dirt so you'll never fully realize your potential. And here at Refinery, we're committed to seeing transformation happen and potential realized. So I come in the name of Jesus Christ and I say, God, do a cleansing work right now. Lift up. Lift up these branches in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.